Hey. What's up? <laughs> it's Mason and Ivan, back with another episode. Mason and Ivan, Ivan and Mason, Chiboy Wigs, and Chief Strong Toes. <laughs> I'm probably going to keep that going. <laughs> yeah, for, we'll leave that in there for you guys. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Hey, it's been a good day. The boys have been connecting. Yeah, we were moving at couch today. Yeah, uh, we moved uh, Kayla, Mason's sister's couch today from her apartment. And now it's in the studio. Yeah. Don't call us to help move your couch because we don't like doing that. We're not freaking volunteering. I straight up want money. I'm in college. (laughs) And Mason has a lot of music production stuff to buy. (laughs) Yeah. So... What are we talking about today? Yeah, we're going to be talking about the role of anxiety, how it plays in your life and inner circle with friends and whatnot. Anxiety, anxiety. I've been thinking about this song all day, so I had to sing it. Yeah, and also how to find freedom in that too. Yes, how to find freedom in that. Yeah, Um, that's just been like a topic that I think we've been we've been talking about for a while and I know that is just relevant to my life, um, to Mason's life, to everyone's life all the time. The squirrel's life. Uh, that squirrel in SpongeBob. What's her name? Sandy, Sandy Cheeks. Cheeks. Squidward. My girl, Sandy. Can I get a shout out to my girl, Sandy Cheeks? Okay. Wait though. Did, why did they name her Sandy's Cheeks? Was it because, like, was it because her cheeks were Sandy? <laughs> because Loki, I'm actually trying to figure that out. <laughs> now, that's a great question. No, seriously, I'm like, wait, does anybody know why they named her Sandy Cheeks? Do squirrels have cheeks? First of all, yeah. Because they have tails, but they probably have cheeks. I think they've got cheeks. Okay, that's true, because dogs have cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Elephantes have cheeks. But they're more like hairy cheeks. (laughs) Why don't they call her hairy cheeks? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's reel it back in now. Reel it in like a fish. So to start off, I want to ask you, Mason, what what does anxiety mean to you? For me, it's just second guessing myself in my head every decision like my physical body makes i'd say it's just that like you could say little voice in your head asking yourself are you doing the right thing is this are you being true to yourself and it really makes you feel makes me feel like anxious and uncomfortable with just every decision i make it could be just second guessing myself for me, I'd say that anxiety stems from questioning whether or not my identity is pure. So like for me, what that means is most of my anxiety and anxious feelings will stem from that little voice in my head telling me that I'm not doing this with the purest intentions or this isn't good or I'm like, basically acting from a bad seed and not being righteous. Um, 
And so if I am doing something and I question that, it makes me feel super anxious and uncomfortable. And then I start to try to coach myself to be more perfect, essentially. And that could come from a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's like figure out the root where like everything stems from. And yeah, that's like, that's like a hard question. Um, I know that this, this topic for me right now has been something that I've been dealing with, like just trying to dissect exactly anxiety and like where it comes from and where it stemmed from in my heart and in my childhood and like where those areas have taken bad roots, um, which really leads me to believe that anxiety can come from like your perspectives. Like I believe that experiences definitely shape perspective. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I think it all stems from experience and how you were brought up as a child. Even if your parents, like both of us have really good upbringings, like we were totally taken yeah, care of. Totally. No problems, but actually problems of <laughs> no matter how good your parents can take care of you and there's still like a gap where your experiences are going to cause little things to come up in your life that you're going to have to deal with that maybe have been pushed down your whole childhood childhood and then they start popping up when you're 20 years old or whatever yeah and this isn't something that I think either of us are trying to speak on anybody but it's been it's been clear to me in my life and to have friendships and connections with other people where it seems to me like for a lot of people in our childhood specifically, no matter how good your upbringing were, there were things or situations that were not processed maybe because, you know, as a child, you don't know how to necessarily process everything. And if you don't know how to process those things, those are things that your parents can miss while they're trying to raise you. And so if those things don't get processed fully and you grow up with those things that were never handled, those things can cause problems. And we, I know for Mason and I, we're both big on this whole like, well, I'll take this example because I know a lot of guys deal with this. Um, Mason and I are like super big on this whole like masculine emotion thing. Like so <laughs> yeah. many, so many guys will tell you, you know, I was raised in a household where having emotion um, wasn't something that I thought was okay and I thought it was taboo because my dad never showed emotion. So many guys say that. Yeah. You look up to your dad for, like, approval on a lot of things and if yeah. he's not giving you, like, solid feedback when you're emotional, let's say you're crying he's obviously going to be telling you to wipe those tears and get back up and keep moving forward. But that's when you start to not process your emotions and you don't feel those things. Right. I think that happens. That has happened to a lot of kids where they did not necessarily as a child have the tools to say, oh, my dad wants me to be able to keep going and get back up again because maybe that's what they were trying to say. But it was translated in, I'm not allowed to feel because it makes me not a man. And that's what we're talking about is those little experiences that create 
a core value in you that is negative and needs to be broken because those things can cause anxiety. And so what I mean by core value is like, what core values, what beliefs do you have about life that are negative that have caused you to have anxiety? Because we believe that like anxiety can come from those lies essentially that have become beliefs in your head. Like the belief that you can't cry or whatever it is. Yeah. When you're, told to get back up and you don't feel those emotions it's basically like you're not getting up at all because you shove those things the deepest darkest place darkest places of your of your body basically and then they start to surface and you don't know how to handle them because you've never done that before you feel shame when those things start to pop up and you just keep pushing them further down and with that like I think that can also translate to you know if you're listening to this and um you feel like this maybe doesn't apply to you um maybe it does maybe it doesn't but I would also I would encourage you to ask yourself the question how many things have you made surface level in your life (laughs) I'm gonna pose that question out there because I think especially as as young adults um a lot of things that happen in our lives we don't take us that seriously and I know for me maybe this is just an Ivan thing preaching to the world um there are a lot of things in my life that I have been like oh this isn't really a big deal and then six months later directly the thing that I didn't think was a big deal is causing me to like have a mini meltdown (laughs) right um so ask yourself that question and uh email us at talk.roundtablepodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to say that every episode. Yeah, I'm glad you say that because I probably wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, because we put the wrong email into like every account at first. What was it? It took us us a while to remember that. Okay, I just got to say, it took us like 30 minutes to get that email running up so freaking email us okay i'll have you know to all those people out there who have roundtable podcast at gmail.com as their email where's your podcast because yeah. i've not seen you on itunes or roundtable dot podcast or right. roundtable dot podcast one or roundtable underscore podcast where are all you people and where are you coming from are these podcasts in dubai that's so, what i'm thinking singapore Maybe we should have tried like AOL or something like that. <laughs> that was that was a very high pitched laugh. <laughs> See? See you might have been told to not laugh high pitched, but we're telling you right now it's okay. Your friends might laugh at you, but maybe theirs is high pitched too. <laughs> Thank you, Mason. Thank you. <laughs> We also we also want to hit on this point, and I want to say this for everybody who's listening right now. Everybody has different experiences. Um, maybe that leads us to the same consensus of where our anxiety is coming from, what lies or or shame lies, whatever you want to call that you believe in your life, but everybody has different experiences. And so we want to validate the people who have had like 
serious traumatic experiences that we can't connect to, but we also want to validate the people who maybe didn't have like a negative detrimental trauma experiences, but had hiccups along the way that have led them to insecurity. This also reminds me, fear of man. Fear of man. <laughs> I'll say it one time. Fear of man. <laughs> one, two, three, fear of man. <laughs> we do that one, two, three a lot. Yeah, we do. Fear of man. So what, what do we mean by that? So fear of man is essentially fearing man, fearing humans, fearing approval of fearing humans. Fearing goats. Uh, fearing, yeah, fearing goats. Greatest of all time, not the goats that smell bad. Yeah, we're talking those mountain goats. Yeah, like Scary Mi- Michael Evers. Jordan's. <laughs> Scary mother <Evers. laughs> Like, that's another thing that we believe that can cause anxiety. Um, and again, maybe this is experiential for us and not experiential for you, but it's definitely possible to manifest anxiety from insecurity of being afraid of other people's approval in your life. I think we were talking about it last episode with like, music and photography being afraid of other people and what they're going to say about you which causes you to have anxiety and i i also want to say like we're calling these things out because maybe this is illuminating something in your own heart that maybe um will help you process things yeah 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 that that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yep so, Ivan, what would you say is, like, how you cope with anxiety? Because I know for me, it's keeping myself busy. Maybe it's planning or trying to adventure somewhere to keep my mind off stuff that's going on. Just because I know it's going to be a temporary thing that's going to satisfy me for a little bit. Um... Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I I cope with anxiety by coaching myself, um, by telling myself that I'm okay and that I don't need to feel anxiety and that like I'm 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 doing a good job. Like it's like a, a half-hearted encouragement. Basically, if I tell, I have this like I've had this bad mindset in the past where if I like tell myself that I'm doing a good job or I don't need to deal with something that is so insignificant it's insignificant basically so for example because I know that probably sounds really confusing (laughs) um if I have anxiety or I'm stressed out about something that's going on in my life I'm feeling really anxious and nervous I'll just be like you know, you should have peace about this. Like, you don't need to feel anxious. And then I just expect it to go away. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's not the case. I am very young, but I've learned in my very short two seconds on the earth yeah. that just because you tell yourself something is okay doesn't mean that you've given yourself the room to feel what you're feeling. Yeah. At least you're noticing these things that are popping up. Because yeah. a lot of people might be ignoring these things. That's, you know, that's like, yeah, a lot, I think a lot of people, 
I've heard that from a lot of people, and that's probably something I should take more to heart. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I notice I'm. That's not an area I need to work on. That's an area I need to calm down on. <laughs> is being emotionally analytical and trying to study myself. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do, I am aware that I do that. Um, I do it anyway, <laughs> and that's that's something that is important um, to note is telling yourself you're okay doesn't actually give you the opportunity to feel. Yeah. I, I want you to elaborate on what you said about being like busy, like doing like fleeting things and how that like tr- translates into your life. When anxiety pops up or something like that, I immediately try to like flee away from it or get my mind off of it whether I'm like I'm a runner so maybe I'll go for a long run by myself and just um, try to cool off and like let things drip out basically but they don't they don't exit when you're doing these things like I'll get back maybe a week later you're back to where you were previously yeah it doesn't mean that you're actually dealing with these problems you're just fleeting away from them yeah i like that that's good yeah that reminds me of kind of like how your mind tells your body that doing those activities is gonna release emotions basically by calming yourself down by going for a run or adrenaline rush of doing a triple backflip off a cliff in hawaii the internal things translate to the external things because some people think that you can release these things by punching through a wall or smashing your face on a wall. I don't know. The cutting board. Trying to be Jackie Chan. Okay. Why? No, it's actually though. Like that, I, that makes me wonder why do we like, why do we think that we can punch a wall or go on a run and then subconsciously think it's going to fix the issue at hand? And maybe, it, maybe sometimes it does. Yeah. I think the thing to like the thing to notice here is not we're not saying that baby punching your pillow is a good thing for you. Cool, you do you, but. If your feeling of uncomfortability is recurring, then you need a bigger, better solution than the Band-Aid. Because clearly it's becoming a Band-Aid to do those things if they're only releasing you for five minutes. Yeah, That's what we're talking, trying to get home here, is that recurring feeling that needs to go away. Yeah, we've come up with a few positive coping mechanisms that we've just kind of narrowed down one of them being are you being vulnerable with community are you being vulnerable with yourself what do you have to say about that Ivan um vulnerable with community (laughs) that's I want you if you're listening to this really think about that are you vulnerable with community and when we say community we don't necessarily mean 10 people or your whole friend group, or your hockey team. It could be one person, it could be a few, it could be your inner circle. I don't know what community means to you. 
I know that for me, community um, is a lot of different people. So that might not be who I'm being vulnerable with. But little short tangent. Are you vulnerable with community? For me, I know that that's, I've realized in the last few months that I'm not as vulnerable with um, my inner circle as I think that I am. It's really easy to come across as an open book. I mean, Mason and I have a freaking podcast and we're talking about like anxiety. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty open book if you ask me. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm being vulnerable with my inner circle. The things that make me uncomfortable to talk about, those are the things that I should be relying on community for. If they're bringing me uncomfortability in my spirit and in my heart. And that's, I think that's hard, but I think it's necessary. And I think through practice, that's something that we have to get to a point where we're able to be like, you know, I'm really uncomfortable about this. And this is how I feel about this. Even if it like sounds taboo and be able to rely on other people. Um, you got anything out of that? Yeah, I think it's once you become vulnerable with your community and stuff, they're going to start holding you accountable of things and they're going to be able to back you up when you feel like a piece of trash or what is it? A plastic bag floating through the wind. Yeah, yeah. Or like those plastic can wrappers. We don't want those in the ocean because they hurt birds. Turtles too. Yeah, turtles. A lot of turtles. Yeah, so don't Shout do out to all the turtles. So shout out to like the people who don't litter. Yeah environmentally friendly yeah <laughs> um inability to receive validation no you said that what do you think about that yeah for me that seems like a a hard thing that i have trouble receiving validation from people or like compliments like it'll come through my ear and it'll leave and i won't like i won't hold on to that when i need it sorry those dogs are my dogs and they're barking <laughs> I don't yell at them very often, but when I do, <laughs> yeah. So the dog, the dogs are joining the combo for. Um, they hear cars, and if they hear <laughs> cars, they'll bark. So um, just uh, enjoy the barking because they're protective. <laughs> Those are our bodyguards. Yeah, they so just got groomed, by the way. If too. you do want to send us hate mail, um, the dogs would probably bark at you. <laughs> They'll straight up eat you alive is the thing. They may look small. Show dogs. (laughs) They may almost look like show dogs. One of them can't see through both eyes. (laughs) But they got stinky breath and they will they'll bark at you. They'll they they're herding dogs, so they're they're gonna be nipping at your heels trying to get you go a certain direction. Yeah. Shaker can close some doors. Speaking about (laughs) closing doors inability to receive (laughs) meditation. Yeah, inability to receive validation. I was meeting up with a friend like just a couple days ago and we were talking about this topic and how he has seen times in my life where I haven't done that. And that's that's what we talk about being having people um, be your accountability partners. Like if we're talking about anxiety and places of insecurity specifically so like we just want to clarify we're talking about anxiety specifically from insecurity when we talk about this point because anxiety definitely can come from our own insecurities i totally believe that mason totally believes that when we talk about receiving validation and receiving encouragement you know for me i have 
watched as people have validated me on certain different things that I do or qualities and traits that I have. And I'll kind of just like, I'll nod and I'll like be like, yeah. And I'm like thankful for them. I love receiving validation from people. But then somehow, some way in my darkest moments when I'm like really stressed out or like feeling really insecure, those don't seem to come up as often. Yeah, I feel like most people don't hold on to those things, validating you, whatever, giving you compliments. Those are like really good things to hold on to when you're having trouble with things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Are you really receiving the validation if you only receive it when you're doing good? Like when you know you're fleeking in life and you're not feeling like too bad, are you really receiving the validation? Because the validation is meant to be an encouragement. Encouragement in itself is more significant when you need encouragement. So where is the validation? Are you really receiving it if in your worst moments all you can do is hear the self-condemnation in your head? That's when you need it and that's when you need to receive it. And that's where you need to take it off of the shelf and be like, I got this. I'm going to have peace. This is going to be okay. And I'm going to be okay tomorrow. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Church choir. <laughs> With that, we want to talk about freedom. Freedom. Why do I keep doing this? Freedom. See, I, when you're singing that, I was thinking about singing like Free Fallen or something for some <laughs> weird reason. And I'm free falling, falling, falling. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom from anxiety. We made it. Celebrate. Whoop, whoop. Freedom. Yes. So, quick point. Don't be a victim. Victim mentality is... I want to keep the You think like a victim. You are the victim, boy. Yeah. (laughs) What Mason said. You think like a victim. You are the victim. Don't be a victim. Don't create a victim mentality. I want to tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you need to hear this, you are a big freaking deal. Maybe you're really stressed out today and you're feeling really nervous and uncomfortable with whatever's going on in your life. This too shall pass. You're a big freaking deal. Wipe your sweat off your forehead and keep being a big freaking deal. Okay? Don't be a victim. Big fella. (laughs) If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, on on a, on a serious note, it is so easy to stay in this cycle of anxiety if you think it's something that's attacking you. We really want to hit home that point that you do have the ability and the will to manipulate how you feel. You can choose not to be in a situation. And a lot of times that does take being able to call out your own gold and encourage yourself and take yourself out of that place of feeling stressed out. Some mirror prep talk. Yeah. You know, get some get some mirror prep talk going, you know? You need to at least have 16 mirrors in your room. And 16 sticky notes on those mirrors with validation points. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's like, it's fine. It's okay to do that. Don't feel shame for doing that. Like... Those are areas that are important to take. It's important to take care of yourself. Yeah. Living in freedom, you need to be aware of these negative coping mechanisms like 
throwing your head through the door or something. I guess you would punch a door, I guess. Not throw your head through it. Is that something I just do? I'm just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> but be aware of those things and remember that those things aren't going to, those are temporary. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's good, Mace. Are you are beating you around running? the bush? <laughs> are you beating around the bush? That's the like underlying question. We don't care how you do it. It's not okay for your well-being. Are you beating around the bush? Are you running away from your problems? Be aware of that. It's okay if you are. Just be able to catch yourself in those moments. Lastly, to like wrap up today, don't accept mediocrity. Like that's I know that we kind of said that already, but I, we want to hit that home again. Um, don't accept mediocrity. You're better than anxiety. Like it's you're gonna have hard times. You're gonna be stressed out. You're gonna be anxious. You're gonna be uncomfortable. But don't stay there. You're too good. You're too valuable to stay there. Touch and go. Touch and go, baby. <laughs> Touch and go. Puff, puff past that anxiety <laughs> to the trash. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe don't be puffing on too much. Stuff, yeah, don't know? don't be puffing on too much stuff. <laughs> Maybe that's a coping mechanism that worked. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, we won't we won't hit on that. Not today. Not today. Or maybe ever. Ever. But you follow our boo. private you secret account boo. and then You do you, boo thang. Boo thang, boo thang. This has been a musical episode. Yep. Very much like Mamma Mia. If you haven't seen Mamma Mia, it's pretty fresh. The first one. Most of you probably seen it. Yeah, I just saw the first one for the first time this week, ever. So, Mom and Mia 2, be looking for you in theaters. Better um, be acceptable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's been it's been a doozy here at the round table, you know? Mm-hmm. Glad, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we got this couch, too, so. Glad you tuned in. It's a lot great recording now. A lot of great things. We got a nice couch to just hang out. Oh, yeah. I'm happy about it. Come over. We'll we'll see you later. Yeah, and bring chocolate milk while you're at it too. Bring some chicken nugs. If you like whole milk, me too. Yep. Especially chocolate whole milk. Oh yeah. And one last thing. Because you we know always we forget have about one stuff. last thing. Of course. Uh I know that we both deal with anxiety by finding peace. And the way that we Typically, try to find peace is through the Prince of Peace, Jesus, formerly known as Jesus. Yeah. Make sure it wasn't the Prince of Persia. It was the Prince of Peace. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, hey, if you're looking for a good community and you're looking for some love and you're looking to find peace in the storm, Jesus is really good at that. You can find him at Burning Hearts Church. <laughs> <laughs> Or anywhere. Or anywhere. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about Jesus, email us at talk.roundtablepodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Not anything else. Talk.roundtable at frick. <laughs> talk.roundtablepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. As you can see, it took us a long time to get this name. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>